When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. It's the Colour One Bears World Cup party here in Adelaide. Adam Collins and Bharat Sundaresan with you. We've got lots of texts coming in, 0433. And 98, 11, 16. Here's one I like, though, Baz. Barat Sundaresan hosting lunch on SEN. The man with the crazy shirts and the silky long hair. He's taking over, and I'm all for it. And interviewing the king of commentary, Harsha Bogle. That's Simo from Preston. He loves your work. Oh, thank you, Simo. You kind, kind man. Uh, there are uh, uh, opinions are divided, you could say, in our interview before with Sam Perry. And the perspective offered from him on the Australian cricket team will come to them uh, after our next guest. We just did have Harsha Bogle, the voice of Indian cricket, with us. Next up, Zainab Abbas, who is a, a Pakistani presenter, broadcaster, and she's a bloody star. Zainab, welcome to SEN. Uh, it's the Colour and Baz World Cup party. Uh, how are you enjoying the afterglow of Pakistan's famous victory against New Zealand last night at the Sydney Cricket Ground? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I think I've kind of lost my voice after last night. <laughs> it's a bit croaky, so please do excuse me um, if it sounds a bit croaky. But um, yeah, I think uh, amazing night um, just in terms of the atmosphere. Uh, anybody who was there knew that it was absolutely electrifying. Um, uh, sad to say, I don't think there were many Kiwis around because there was a sea of green um, <laughs> that, that we found over there and literally... Everybody singing the little Pakistan and, and obviously to top it off, Pakistan actually ended up winning the game. So I feel like uh, it was a great night and uh, really a, a semi-final stage like this deserves, um, you know, uh, a spectacle like this. So uh, really I, happy, obviously, for Pakistan. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> It'll be in the final uh, on Sunday at the MCG. Zaino, before we get into the important stuff, the cricket itself, uh, you talk about the, the sea of green. Everyone dressed up last night. I have very great memories of you being in Australia before wearing a Hawthorne <laughs> jumper at a Christmas party. So you, you, you love these parts. Oh well, I was just going by whatever you're telling me. I have no idea about <laughs> Hawthorne or anybody else. I was just being a loyal friend towards you. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how it all started. But uh, right now I'm wearing my Pakistan jersey because I'm here for that, yeah. And why wouldn't you? It's got that 992 energy. Everyone's saying it, but not unreasonably, given how close the Pakistani side were to exiting the competition. Final ball loss against India at the G. Last ball loss against Zimbabwe in Perth unexpectedly. They were gone. Matt Hayden has spoke uh, yesterday. Rob, Robert Craddock had a piece in the paper about them going to Rottnest Island the day after that loss and regrouping. And ever since, they've been, they've been outstanding. Yeah, I think... Um you know, Pakistan, if you look at last year, uh, they peaked way too early. Uh, they were winning back-to-back -back games. They won their game against India by 10 wickets. Um, and then they beat New Zealand, they beat Afghanistan, and they eventually lost in the semifinals to the defending champions, Australia. So there is a thing called peaking too early. I, I felt like they peaked a bit too early. Right now, I feel Pakistan is peaking just at the right time. Um, they've somehow found their way in into the semifinals. 
Uh, they've had three good games uh, on the trot. The first one was uh, against South Africa, which possessed a very good bowling attack. Um, and then it was uh, obviously Bangladesh, and now it's been New Zealand. So I feel like um, what Matty Hayden said was absolutely correct. When Pakistan has its back against the wall, they are one of the most dangerous sides to face. And he pretty much knew that. And, and I've covered so much Pakistan cricket over the years that I know that that holds true. It was the same in the Champions Trophy final against India, the Pakistan one in 2017, down and out, and then sort of picked up momentum. So it's, a, it's very much a team that rides on momentum. And I feel the momentum is with them at this point of time, uh, which is why they're going to be extremely dangerous. Of course, any result is possible. But I can tell you that the morale is extremely high at this point of time. Adam, you just missed out on one thing in uh, your introduction of Zainab. We went from the voice of Indian cricket to the face of Pakistan cricket. You think Pakistan cricket and for a lot of people, the first face that jumps to mind is Zainab. You should have seen the number of pictures <laughs> I had to take of Zainab because all these Pakistan fans <laughs> wanted to pose with her at the Adelaide Oval. Hey, Zainab, just, just one question for you. I've been watching Pakistan cricket since I was a little child, India-Pakistan, during the 90s and 2000s. Do, do insurance policies in Pakistan come with special exemptions for heart ailments caused by the Pakistan cricket team? There must be many of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish there were. There should be, actually. That's actually a good point because this team is not for the faint-hearted. I can tell you that. Um, you have to be really strong because it's always an emotional roller coaster ride with them. They never have it easy. They never want their fans to have it easy. They always uh, do stuff which keeps you sort of air, you know, on the edge of the seat. And I can tell you that there were lots of Pakistanis that I would say even four days back were saying, all right, how should we book our tickets back home? <laughs> you know, how should we, which, which airline should we use? Literally, this was all the discussion around it. And there were people that had flown in from the United States of America. I met a lot of fans who had just flown in specifically to follow the team around. And they were really upset. And they're like, oh, now we're thinking we'll just have a holiday in Australia. This area. So, and all of a sudden, you make it to the semifinals and my phone starts going crazy. Can we have a ticket? <laughs> Can we have a ticket? Do you have a pass? And I'm like, I had to put up my hands like, I do not have any tickets. You know, we, we kind of snuck through the back door. And um, I mean, that is the kind of, um, they, it's an exciting team. Whether they're, they're, whether they're good on the field or they're bad on the field, whether they're impressive or unimpressive. One thing that you can never uh, rule out with Pakistan cricket is that they are an exciting team. And they will never, never bore you. So <laughs> that, that, that's the one thing that I guess, it keeps all of us, even the faint-hearted, hooked onto it because there is a certain charm and charisma that comes with playing an exciting brand of cricket, which is basically uh, goes from one extreme to the other. And you're right about the travel plans. At least one famous Pakistani commentator, commentator on this tour uh, did tell me that he got into trouble with his wife back home because I think after the Zimbabwe loss he told her he would be coming home soon but clearly he's had to extend his trip by a week you know who I'm talking about Zainab but no I mean there are so many you look at that bowling attack everybody's a star but just Naseem Shah he was this young tearaway 16 year old who came here four years ago Zainab uh, and you know there was such expectations mm. from him but he's come back as this white ball phenom so I think uh, you know if you go by his performance just just last night 
um, that last over that he bowled was literally the difference between a 153 or a 165, really. Um, and, and, and that is a huge, um, you know, it's just a psychological uh, barrier that is there if you're crossing that 160 mark on, on that wicket. I feel Naseem has really evolved in the last few years. He's really um, become mature. Um, he's still extremely young and extremely talented. Not only does he have pace, he's able to swing the ball. Um, he's got the right kind of variations that you require in this format. He can bowl some good cutters. He's just very accurate. And the fact that, like I said, he hardly gave away anything in that last over. I think that really was the difference because, remember, New Zealand had still got six wickets in hand. Um, they still had players um, on the crease that could sort of um, uh, you know, do something for New Zealand or make a respectable uh, a total. So for Pakistan, it was extremely important to be extremely disciplined in that um, last over. And that's what you saw from, from Naseem Shah. So I just feel he's extremely exciting. He's just another guy in the pace battery of Pakistan, which Pakistan is very blessed to have. Um, and he's got time on his hands. He's got age on his hands. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just absolutely uh, incredible to be able to restrict. Um, I mean, he didn't go for a single boundary in that last over. Mm. So, yeah, um, yeah he, he was brilliant. There's such an emphasis on the four Pakistani quicks, as you'd expect, given how effective they've been through the tournament and beyond. But the, the scrutiny coming into the tournament was on Pakistan's batting. 55% of their runs coming from Barbara Azam and Mohammad Rizwan. When they weren't firing at the start of the tournament, there were understandably some concerns, but they've clicked at the right time. They put on 105 last night, and two men who've been at the top of the world rankings at different times, they were, they were positively clinical, uh, putting on that big partnership and making sure New Zealand wouldn't have a hope. Yeah, I think, you know, um, coming into this tournament, Pakistan was in all kinds of uh, chaos. But that is the typical way that they enter any tournament, I would say. You look back <laughs> to all the tournaments uh, coming into any World Cup. It's always, uh, you know, it's everything's in a disarray. Uh, there's no middle order. There's no, no, there's no set combination. Because I can tell you that we were coming into this World Cup without a middle order. So, I mean, if you ask me who's going to be your number three, number four, number five, I can give you five, six different names. It could be Shah, it could be Sakar, it could be Kushtal Shah, it could be... They were trying different combinations against England in Pakistan. And, you know, it, it was just a case of uh, hit or, or, or miss. You know, there was no real... There's no real method to that madness that you were seeing at that point of time. So, um, like I said, it's just a team that kind of drives on that momentum. But I feel... For me, the biggest game changer for Pakistan in that batting lineup has been Muhammad Harris. Um, mm. I feel he is exactly what Pakistan required. You know, there was a lot of criticism coming into this uh, into this uh, into this tournament that Pakistan's openers, you know, a lot of discussions around their strike rate that they're not working, they're playing too slowly, they're playing at a hundred strike rate, they're playing at a runner ball. And, you know, it adds too much pressure. Um, Babu was unable to deliver because there were all kinds of explanations going around on, 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 on social media and everybody everywhere else that it's Rizman who's putting pressure on him and he's batting too slowly from the other end. And, you know, maybe they should have. So there, were lots of, there was a lot of talk around it. 
But what I like about Muhammad Haris is that he's just come and changed the dynamic. And I, I actually feel that he's sort of inspired the openers as well to some level to play freely, which is why you got to see what you got to see last night. Um, that this was the best power play of Pakistan. You know, they were going for the boundaries. They were attacking a little bit more. Because in that game uh, against South Africa, when Fakhar Haman was injured and Mohammad Harris was sent one down, um, he came with that approach where he really wanted to sort of, he showed that intent that Pakistan was looking for. He's able to clear the caps. He's able to take the aerial route. He's able to take, you know, he's able to play the short ball well. I've seen him pull the ball um, in, into the, over the boundary for sixes. Um, and that's been a problem of Pakistan. You know, they've not been the best players of the short ball. I've seen him just make room for himself and, you know, just play the T20 brand of cricket that we're talking about. Um, he might have uh, scored like 20 and 11 or whatever. So I feel, for me, he is the game changer for Pakistan. I love this text coming in on the temper text line. For 40 winks, so for double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Could you say that Pakistan out of cricket as Brazil out of football? That's Mosa mm. in Cobden with that volatility uh, you're referring to there. Um, speaking of, Mohamed Nawaz, who, <sighs> I mean, you think about the pressure on a guy who bowled the last over at the MCG, 90,000 people, obviously doesn't come off. It goes terribly, terribly wrong. Then... Next up against Zimbabwe, he was part of that <laughs> final over calamitous finish as well. To recover the way that he has, Zainab, it shows a fair bit of character. He's still very much in that first choice 11. He'll be playing at the MCG on Sunday. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. See, uh, Nawaz is also a, a, a three-dimensional player because he's very good in the field. Um, he offers you a bit of spin bowling, which is actually, uh, you know, he's not a part-timer. He's a proper spinner. So, um, I wouldn't. I would not call him a part-timer. He's somebody who bowls really well in the PSL for Quetta Gladiators, um, and is actually the backbone of their bowling. Um, and then with the bat, we we've seen what he can do because if you look back to the Asia Cup, recently concluded Asia Cup, he was promoted to that number three spot, and he ended up winning that game against India when Pakistan were down and out. Um, and he's again, you know, the fact that Pakistan has an option of a left-handed batsman in their uh, in their lineup and somebody who can bowl a bit of spin. I feel like that last over is not really a reflection of the kind of player he is because, like you rightly said, you know, you're bowling in front of uh, 90,000 people and then Rizwan sort of pushes back and asks him to bowl a different mode altogether, um, you know, medium pace. I mean, I just feel like mm. that is not really a reflection of the kind of player he is and what his value is to this team. Um, I think he's a champion player, he's a fighter, and he will come through, you know, it, 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 that was perhaps an aberration, I would like to call. I mean, even Stokes has gone for a lot of runs, a lot of fixes in his life, in that one over that we remember <laughs> in the T20 World Cup. But then he, look at what how he came back, so I, I don't feel one-off games define, um, you know, the character of a player. It's more about what you see other times. And from whatever I've seen of him, I think he's he's a utility player for Pakistan. Zainab Abbas, the tantalising prospect of a final at the MCG on Sunday between Pakistan and India. You must be so, so excited about that. Thanks for coming and have a chat with us today on Colo and Baz's World Cup party. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to see you guys.
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.